This ain't my first rodeo. We are Journals Out Loud. I'm your lovely and captivating host, Louise Palanker. We're here with a panel of wise and wonderful young people. You're going to love them. I've been out there wandering. We're discussing issues and things and stuff and other things and other stuff. And if you give us a call, we'll talk about you. I'm here with Ryan. We'll talk about you? Oh, yes. Not to you. Or mm. with you, but about you. About. Josh. About. Katie Michael. Jabbar. Tara. And in the studio, we have like a past uh, or a cast of alumni is actually here. We have Montana. All the Mon- all you Montana fans, you can give a call. Rody's here. Jake's here. Aaron, of course, is directing. In the booth, we've got Matt, Thomas, and Drew. Drew has his own YouTube channel. What's it called, Drew? Oh, he's putting his mic on because he's technical. Uh, my YouTube channel is called uh, Please Remain Seated with Chris Nevergall. We talk about um, theme park rides. It's pretty is, interesting stuff. Isn't that a great title? Please Remain Seated. <laughs> I watch it. I, like, it I, I, I watch it and I'm standing the whole time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 so so um, Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. So but there's a lot to talk about in the news this week. Yeah. So things it's have been happening. Good. So I thought we would sort of open this up to discussion and hear, hear, hear what what you people have to say so charlottesville happened and i don't think i have to bring anybody up to speed about what all went on but it did go on and there were there was there was a lot that happened that was extremely uh upsetting and very terrifying for a small town that's basically a liberal college town and you know a bunch of people came to town that were gonna sort of make a stir and they basically came in to tip over some tables and they did a lot more than that and so there was a lot of pushback, and then that's when things go horribly wrong. And I don't know if the police could have been better prepared or if it was one of those things that they just had to roll with it and see what happened. I mean, I guess they're still dissecting it and sort of absorbing it to try to figure out, well, what happened and how did this happen here? But I was listening to the mayor talk, and he was saying, you know, we kind of are a flashpoint because we're a southern town, and yet we're really progressive about taking down statues that a lot of people find offensive and 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 just moving forward and progressing with uh, the rest of humanity. But and there's a, still a pocket of people in in the United States that don't want that to happen, and they feel personally uh, threatened by any sort of social progress or civil rights. Um, and everything went on, and then it resulted in the death of three people: two people in a helicopter and one young lady crossing the street. Um, so I wanted to hear what you guys had to say about it and I wanted to throw some questions your way and maybe we can have an interesting discussion. Um, what do you think? I mean, everyone says, oh, cause most of the people that we know are people who love people. So most of the people that we know are just like, oh, that's horrible. But what can we all do to become part of the solution? And maybe it's not enough to just look at it and say, oh my goodness, maybe we have to say more, do more. What can we do? to become a part of the solution? It's a very difficult question. Yeah. I got to be honest. You know, I mean, I just, I think that everyone can do a little bit in their in their daily life to just uh, continue and, and try their best to make sure the people around them are doing what they're supposed to be doing. All you can do is police the people to your left and your right, you know? Um, as far as, if, if it was so easy as to say, what can we do to solve it? I think then we wouldn't have these types of problems, right? So it's very difficult. I don't have the answer, but, you know, I think just making sure that the people who respect you, you you take advantage of the fact that you that people respect you, whether it's your friends or your family, and make sure that um, you tell them what you think. I think you can be like the best that you can be, and hopefully that sh- 
spreads to other people you know if you're kind to other people they'll be kind to you kind of thing but also just we do have the social media aspect of our lives and the more we support those people that are being trying to be brought down you know and the more we can make other people try to understand then maybe you know people could be brought around well the good side i think sometimes it it feels like people of color are upset with the way white people react when things like this happen for example i was on twitter the night that it happened and the hashtag this is not us or something to that that effect was trending and i went to see what people were typing and it was mostly people of color just being outraged that white people like maybe even lady gaga were posting that hashtag because their point was this is us this is a racist country we have racist roots and we've never like pulled them up so they're there they're underlying they 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 built this country it was built on the backs of slavery and you've never pulled up those roots you've you've never dealt with it you've never get, shown them to the light of day and said you know heal this um and so that's why white people don't get to use that hashtag. And I was just kind of like reading, reading the outrage and wanting to understand, like, you know, that every person, every white person that used that hashtag had good intentions. So t- please tell us, please teach us what do we need to do? Um, see, but I feel like as black people, as a black man, is nothing that you guys can do. I mean, it's we live in a country that is full of bigotry, full of racism. Um, it's just like all cops are not bad, but are the good cops standing up for what's, what's right? So were we they need- saying, don't use this hashtag because it's not true? Don't, pre- don't, don't pretend everything's fine. Is that what they were saying? It, it was never fine. It was never fine. Like you said, it's just being brought up to surface. The word Nazi all of a sudden brought out outrage and people and we're like but didn't a couple years ago you know we were just being shot and you know it was blue lives matter because black lives we were separating ourselves from everyone else but now that you know innocent people non-people of color are being you know targeted and attacked now all of a sudden everyone wants to protests and do this and do that but we've been doing that and now it's like you know damn once again black people were right and you guys are now just catching up Mm -hmm. that's how it feels so it's just this delayed reaction or something like something like that creates a flashpoint whereas you felt like like everything should have ignited a fire like every little thing Mm -hmm. why aren't people paying attention Mm -hmm. and um to like i lady gaga also tweeted you know, to black people, the black community, what can we do as, you know, white people who is not racist, who are, you know, um, loves everyone. And, you know, I saw a lot of people commented, you know, a lot of hate from that. But I also, you know, it comes from a great heart. I know she does come from a great heart. Um, But, you know, I feel you guys can only do so much. You have the power. If you're fighting as white people, if you're fighting your own people, you know, the, the people who are racist you have the power as you know black people we don't people of color we don't have that power that you guys have if you fight against one another maybe it'd be more of a, a solution rather than you know you I, we can't you can't look at us for a solution you know we we, we want equality but okay it's not there so you're saying it's up to good white people to take on bad white people it's up, to, it's up to us okay Pretty i got much. that mm-hmm. i got that and i feel like that's starting to happen absolutely 
Absolutely. I, I slowly, slowly, very slowly, but surely, um, that more people are standing up for what's right, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's right is right. Yeah. I do think if we just like, because what I hate, I, like, I hate when people say your people. Like, it's so true. Like, <clears throat> we're not from the same race. Me and Jabbar, obviously, I'm white. He's black. Really? Right. Yeah, I know. It's fucking, wow. it's crazy. But, like, I feel like if we just stop saying your people, like, if we get that mentality out of, like, we are people. We as a whole are people. Like, that, I mean, I know that's just a long shot. I really do get that. But I feel like if we just, I wish we could all be born colorblind, honestly. Like, I wish we were all blind. Like, we couldn't even see. Well, I mean, I think our our cultural differences make us interesting. They, no, yeah, we share. I'm not saying we shouldn't, like, be our different cultures, but it's just, like, your people, my well, people. Why can't we all be people together? Well, I mean, if you if you study history at all, you see that there's no matter where you look on planet Earth or in what year, there's some sort of caste system or there's some sort of hierarchy or or class. And humans seem to want to kind of shuffle people and and yeah. put themselves at the top so they have people to look down on. And and uh, that seems to be sort of ingrained in human nature, the tendency to do that. And so I think that that our responsibility as humans on Earth during this lifespan is to push past all of those instinct or instincts, all that history, and say, we can do better. That's just silly to assume that this person is a different class and therefore he doesn't have these opportunities or I don't care what he thinks or he needs to be shuffled over here. Or And the, and the sad part about that is with social media and racist people of today, we're teaching our kids that. We're teaching our kids that your color is better than that color just because of the color of your skin, because of the house you live in. You live in a better house than them. You have better food on the table than them. So you also think, damn, is racism ever going to go away? And then you think about kids. You have kids who you saw that. I don't know if you guys saw a picture of a little child in a KKK uniform up to the police. I shared it. And I'm just like, racism is taught. It's crazy. And it's taught in a household. It's the craziest picture. It's this little yeah. kid wearing this poor little kid wearing this hood, and he's touching the plexiglass of 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 the shield of a, of a black officer. And he is he just and the black officer is just looking down at him. I have no idea what he was thinking in that moment. An uh, innocent kid, so he sad. Doesn't know a damn yeah, thing he that's going understand on. What's, yeah. yeah, not at all. No, he just thought that the cop was mm-hmm. cool and that mm-hmm. the. Plexi- but you're so right. Before the show, you talked about Germany and the Nazis, and I went to Germany, and it felt like the moment we got into the country, it felt like every single person, everything they did, they were also saying, "I'm so sorry that that happened." Like they did not shy away from it, and it's so like the mentality there they had. You know, Hitler was a huge thing and Germany was hated for years. Every single day after that, they have really, truly like they understand what happened and they don't say it didn't happen or they don't like hide it under the rug. They know it happened. They bring it to light. And then with everything they do, I swear in the back of their eyes, I saw every person being like, I'm sorry that that happened. And I'm not even you know what I mean? I'm this little white girl like just in. Germany, but seriously, they work so hard to make that place not about the bad, but like, yes, this happened, but now look what we're doing. And I think it's so true that America does not have that mentality. They don't, we don't have any real um, memorials or days, or I mean, we have Martin Luther King Day, but that's about him. You know what I mean? It's not about. The whole thing as a whole. We haven't shined a light onto our dark past. No. And that, you know, 
that's how that's how you heal is like in Germany shows by example, like they owe their current uh, prosperity to their willingness to own and atone. And they've done it like they're so nice. They, they've invited Holocaust survivors back to the reopening of synagogues and they have memorials and there's they, they in every way have, have shined a light on their past so that they can heal from they can heal from it. And we haven't maybe dug up all those roots. Well, still- and, and then also when we, you know, just like Black History Month, I see a lot of tweets and just a lot of hatred. Why do we still have a month just full of black people when, you know, you have a lot of white people? Why don't we have White History Month? That would be an uproar. It's just America is not progressive at all compared to a lot of country. We have lots of power, but we're not as progressive and yeah. digging up our roots and stuff. Can I say that I was um, listening to a YouTube video that was playing on my phone while I was driving earlier today and it was talking about how Charlottesville and it really went into all about slavery and they made a really great point and like you guys are saying that we're not progressive, we don't know. When I was taught what it's about, I didn't look into it more. I didn't because it was just I was like, like that's terrible to do. I don't want to think about it. I don't see anything like that. So I didn't really research what it was truly about and now when I think back to it and after I listened to this video... I was in South Carolina when they were teaching me about it. They rarely touched on it. Like, it, it was just like, oh, this happened. Harriet Tubman did the Underground Tunnel. Like, Martin Luther King, da da da. It. Like, that's it. But it dates back hundreds of years. And, like, the stuff when they're saying that it would only affected the South, my mentality, it was only in the South, but it was up in the North, too. Like, it, I just think that America, we all need to learn about it so then maybe we can say like oh we effed up like i'm sorry maybe that can help us because like i didn't know how bad it was until i watched that video and i'm like i feel bad because like i didn't you know teach myself it but like if i how is civil how is the civil war and our history of slavery taught in a southern school it was it was taught around uh, it was taught around um abe lincoln not like it's like abe look what abe lincoln did look what abe lincoln did look at this white guy did look at this white guy is doing he like yeah you know fought for the slave like but they didn't actually touch on the actual slaves and what was happening to them and you know what i mean like stuff like that but have you did you guys see that movie hidden figures yes Mm -hmm. So where was that in the history book? Because I did not know that that was a real thing but until the until movie came out. To that, I had a problem with Hidden Figure as well. Not to get off a topic, because um, the white man in the bathroom thing of and like, woo, that solved everything from like putting black people in the same, you know, bathrooms and as us. That didn't happen. That was untrue. That was false. That was just for the movie. But I'm talking. But I'm, I'm saying that there were these three black women in that day and age that was doing stuff that no, the normal normal women even wouldn't do not the fact that they were but like just women in general and then that the fact that they were black you don't, you I, nobody nobody yeah. taught me about that mm-hmm. i was so heartbroken when at the end of the movie when they showed the pictures and i leaned over to my dad i was like wait this is a real thing and he's like yeah i'm 21 years old and i just learned about you that you should have known something. it was real before you went to the movie but nobody taught me that in wow. school. That's what I'm saying. That wasn't a thing that was taught in school. And that's what's that's what she's saying that we're mm-hmm. not being taught about the real thing. We're like hitting very, you know, yeah. the tops. I mean, of there's it. billions of untold heroic stories mm-hmm. for yep. sure, but maybe especially people of color. You well, know, the history books need to be written. Well, I, I, I was just going to you. I was just going to quickly add on to that um the, you know, Weezy the idea that 
uh, we have to shine a light on, on, on the problems and, and what you were saying about having gone to Germany and, and seen them acknowledge their past. I think it's you can't shine a light on something that hasn't run its course yet or finished yet. Run its course makes it sound like it has to keep going. But we're still living in that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's happening. So it's hard to reflect and say like we acknowledge it because we're still doing it. And people who are doing things obviously aren't going to acknowledge if they thought it was wrong, they wouldn't do it. So, you know, it, we have to get to a point where we've moved on from it before we can even look back on it and well, acknowledge it and recover from it. You could make the point that the scale of the horror in the Holocaust was way beyond undeniable. And, and so nothing of, of that measure has happened here. It's just an insidious, constant uh, class system that, that we have around race in the United States. As much as we say we're a melting pot, I think if you're a person of color... Everywhere you walk and everywhere you go, you're aware that someone may be looking at you in some type of way. Right, but you can't. Like, that we as white people never have experienced. Right, but we can't, as a country, say like, "Oh, um, let's reflect on all the problems with with the way this country was built that are still inherent in today's society until they end." Because if you're just re- like, but it slavery, not slavery has ended. We can start with slavery. We can start with that for sure. But I mean, I don't think. Like the, I, I don't the, think... they grew up in southern schools and they weren't taught. Hey, we live in the south and this was wrong. You can't own people. I mean, did you grow up thinking you could own people? <laughs> I, I I mean, it's a good question. Because otherwise, you were taught that. I'm just saying that, like, if we want, like, to I, to have the idea that, like, because you were saying it extends way further than that. And, and yes, obviously, like, slavery was a, is a very obvious symptom of the racist roots of our country. Like that's that much is clear. But if you if you look at what's like the fact that you walk around as a second class citizen today depending on what you look like like you can't reflect on that if it's still happening like the first step is to stop it from happening right so after after the slaves are freed the next thing that happens is white people look at each other and, and say oh okay well let's make sure that they can't go anywhere or do anything and that's pretty much what's happened for the ne- for the next 150 years so it's like it's an ongoing struggle and it, i th- i think that it could be exposed better i know we're still living in that struggle and it's still ongoing, but I think that in schools it could still be addressed without. It's almost like people or grownups or teachers will say, like, "Oh, look at that kid over there; he has brown hair," but they won't say the black kid because they're afraid of seeming racist. So it's like we, we're almost ignoring that there's race. Like, like really enlightened people are ignoring that there's race and and not even like describing someone's skin tone. You know, we're this weird mix of like being enlightened and being sh- like completely shuttered. Yeah, we're. We're in the middle of it, and we have to figure our way out because it's a big country, and it affects a lot of people. And when something like this happens, we don't even know what's the right thing to say. Um, but quick question on that, though. They were saying this is one of the like the first of many more protests, so we're going to get tons more white supremacists. That's the right word, right? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I'm bad with words yeah. sometimes. <laughs> No, they're um, planning more rallies. They feel so, emboldened. Yeah, yeah, and and I like honestly like I'm very terrified of that for everyone I, in I that mean, sense. Understandably, but this is also like not the first time that there's been controversial rallies and protests that end with people getting hurt and generally as they go along, the cities that know they're going to be happening prepare better for them. This yeah. is the first time that this one had like in in this series of what seemingly is to come, this was the first one. Yeah, so it's, it's hard to prepare like, for it. That's you know, you know that's the issue, but as as it continues, not that not that that's okay and not that I'm saying that's good, but cities can at least preparation will be different. Degree. Sort exactly. of like in nine 11 people didn't know like, Oh, we're going to die anyway. So let's wrestle this guy to the ground. He may kill us. And but now if anybody like start, tries to storm a cockpit, they will be like, we know at what's least happening. 15 guys on the plane. Like you two would be like, 
let's just go for it. You know exactly what's going to Yeah, be. and so I think they're going to be That's prepared why. for this. I think I don't think there's that many people that are interested in sort of like, hey, did you get the memo? We're all meeting in Boston. Like, there's not that many people that have this much hate in their hearts compared to the amount of loving people that there are in this country. I mean, people are going to people are still going to get hurt. You know, that that yeah. happens at any mass gathering of people, you know, regardless of what what the concept is that's driving that. But as far as something like a car getting driven into a crowd like that kind of stuff can be stopped when you can prepare for it, when you know what's coming. I think so, we just, let's just spread love. If we spread love, we're maybe spreading, just spread we're spreading, we're spreading all I kinds of love. Butter on warm toast. But I want to talk about an interesting aspect of this, which is that uh, perhaps in having a president who appears to be a white supremacist, all of these alt-right or white supremacists or Nazis, whatever they like to call themselves today, they sort of marched around without any hoods or without any disguises, and everyone there had a camera, and so their images are very clear, and they've been posted all over social media, and there seems to be a backlash that they're experiencing. Can you roll the videotape, Drew? Oh, we're looking at a commercial, I think. Hey, what's up, my friend? Calic and I here, and welcome to <laughs> I love home. YouTube ads. Now, Matt, you what's your secret to making sure that we don't see the ads, Matt? You're going to have to share it with cool. Drew. <laughs> You see, the question that I get most often, right, is... I already want to quit my job. Right? How did I go from earning minimum wage, working in a coffee shop, living in my mom's spare bedroom, and over... Wait, it's not even an ad. Oh, it's just the wrong wrong video. Oh, it's just the wrong video. Love it. (laughs) That's why live shows are fun. Let's, uh... Because you never know what you're going to learn. But but effectively, I mean, effectively... Yeah, I know. I, I never stopped talking. I talked over that guy. Because he wasn't, uh, I don't want to live in his home. What was he trying to sell me? What was to quit your job. A new job. How to make my money. All right. But effectively, what you were addressing is... is here we oh, do we have it now? Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Was this? Amateur video from many angles over the course of the day paints a picture of how events turned violent. Early Saturday morning, white supremacists gathered at McIntyre Park in Charlottesville. Around the same time, counter-protesters met at a church 2.5 miles away. This was actually a different Both video. Both groups marched toward Emancipation Park in downtown Charlottesville, the site of the oh, planned well. This is a route. review of what happened. It's not the video about the... Several men wearing National Guard-style military gear were present. The first outbreak of violence was reported at 10.30 a.m. More clashes happened before 11 a.m. The use of pepper spray was reported. Yeah, this is just like a news. A state of yeah, but it's showing some good cell phone footage of what it looked like on the ground. Violence continued until 11.30 a.m. when officials declared unlawful assembly. Police started making arrests around 11.55 a.m. as they began clearing Emancipation Park. At 12.30 p.m., clashes were reported at nearby Justice Park. Counter-protesters marched down 4th Street. At 1.40 p.m., a car sped down 4th Street. Then it rushed in reverse. Did you guys just see that? A car just plowed through hundreds of people downtown Charlottesville. Holy We need the ambulances. 
James Alex Fields Jr. was arrested and charged with second-degree murder after authorities identified him as the driver of the car. Heather Hare, a Charlottesville paralegal, died in the attack. Okay, have you got the second video, Drew? That's the one I wanted to show. That was a good overview of what happened, though. All right, here's the video I wanted to show you guys about uh, social media's reaction to these guys showing their faces. White nationalists and counter-protesters blamed each other for the violence that erupted in Charlottesville on Saturday. Protesters also blamed the police for not keeping the peace. Amateur video from many angles. I believe over it's the, the same video. Paints a picture of <laughs> how, how events turned how we just Early Saturday on. morning, white supremacists gathered at. I just love that concept from the yeah. from from protesters just saying, Around "Hey, police, it's time, your fault. You didn't stop us from attacking at each other." Like, no, come on, dude. Like. All right, let's let's move on to addressing questions, and then we'll we'll show this video when 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 Matt gets it up. Uh, so, Tara, would you read the first question? Why do people get back with their exes even after being dumped by them? Doesn't everyone deserve better than that? Well, it's a self-confidence thing. Yeah. I mean, also, like, the concept of, like, deserving better is a very um, optimistic point of view. I think that, like, yeah, like, everyone does deserve better, but, like, it doesn't mean you're always going to get it. I'm not saying, like, your ex is the best you're ever going to do, but just this idea that, like, I deserve better. So, like, that's a hopeless romantic thought. It, it is. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, like, people do it because it's right there in front of you. It's real. Well, as opposed to this idea that you could get something better that's not tangible. It's like the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, but... I'm not saying this grass is good, but... Right, I exactly. Think maybe <laughs> I, I want to say, like, she, this person, I want to say it's a girl, and they're asking after being dumped by them, saying, like... Right, no, it's just people, she doesn't, she's hurt, she's angry, whatever it is, she's having trouble understanding how her friends or people she's seen have been able to convince themselves that it'd be a good idea to get back together. I think it usually doesn't happen after, like, a very difficult breakup. It might happen after, you know, someone you casually dated or dated for a few months and said, ah, this isn't working, and you went your separate ways, and then you ran into each other, and one thing led to another, and you're back together, you know? Like, it doesn't really happen after, like, someone does something terrible to you. Most people don't go back to that person after that. It, it feels like they do, though. Like they're watching a friend do it. It doesn't feel like they're asking for themselves. It yeah. feels like they're asking because they're watching their friend do it. Well, yeah. So it's probably like, if they did something really bad and then they went back to him, it's probably like a self-esteem issue or they don't have a lot of self-confidence. They don't think that they deserve better. Blah, or blah, they don't blah, think whatever. they deserve better. Or, or, or it's just like what Ryan said. They broke up and then a couple of weeks later, they oh, after, you know, summertime, they found each other again and decided maybe let's give it But you do understand that love is an addiction, right? Yeah. So, so it's hard to break free of that, especially if that's the only life you can picture. Like you it, like you can't picture the hard work of like getting over this person and there they are again right in your you know, right in your frame of view and you're like, Oh, I could do this and that would be so much easier than crying and eating ice cream for a year. Yeah. So you get So uh, that's why. All right, so we're gonna show that video. Well, we're just all over the place. Yeah, this is our this is one of those shows where it's just gonna Take you for a ride. We can probably talk during this because it's mostly just uh, reading. I'm kind of feeling this music. Right? 
One of them uh, is um, from Nevada, and I'm very disappointed in him. Reno, Nevada, actually. One of my favorite things is uh, the guy who was pretty much like, I don't remember the exact quote was, but it was a photo of him, and it was like something like, You have to watch the screen while you're talking. The restaurant says it does not support the actions of those in Charlottesville. <laughs> Top Dog posted a sign with its views after a flurry of social media posts. So where, what's a, what's a, cite a source for what you're saying about white people being murdered in South Africa? Like where? a source? Yeah. On the internet. Well, like, that is a thing, but that doesn't matter in this context. I don't, what does that matter? So I hope were, all these people th- get this is what fired. They, this okay, guy. Yes, this guy. This he was guy the one who, he, from Marino, no, Nevada. He was my favorite because, like, the quote was something to the extent of, like, that's not me. And I'm like, that's a photo of you. European culture has the right to be here just like every other culture. Well, see, now, Ryan, I missed it. You have eyes, can't you read? No, he was talking on the phone. Anyway, his whole thing of like, that's not me. I'm like, then who is it? Because it's a photo of you. All right, everybody. Uh, We are here in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, making our move on the Lee Park. We're moving to Lee Park right now. Just got dropped dropped off at our landing zone. We do have a security detail. Interesting. So Twitter was able to capture the images of like a ton of people who just think that they can go do hateful things in plain view with tiki torches lighting up their faces. And do you guys think it's because they feel that since our president has these thoughts and this heart, it's okay to publicly it's now has he said, hey, yeah, um, you guys are free and clear to be hateful in public because... That's the new national policy. I he hasn't like directly said that, but I think his actions probably make these people. They're he, he they're seeing these actions and they're melding it into this thing where they're thinking, yeah, this is okay. I think that's part of it, but also like Weezy before the show, we had discussed this idea that you know you were saying now that it's being um, almost accepted by the president. This this notion like the, that the mask comes off, the hood comes off. It's like kind of is in play, and while to some degree I think it is, there's also a level that like. The KKK is a specific organization that wears those masks and like not all of these people are a part of that. And so I actually think these people are just proud of like what they have to say and as, as messed up as that is. And like I think they have no shame in it. And I think that they don't want to suffer the consequences of being who they are and believing what they believe. So but if you want to just surprised. say that it was just a march for white rights or whatever, like I, I marched on Washington the day after Trump was inaugurated. And we didn't have guns. There were a lot of people there and we had signs, but no one thought like that we needed, you know, reinforcements that were armed. You well, know, I mean, we just they, they ended up almost being right. I mean, this has gotten out of hand. Not that not that they it got out of hand because they were the ones that were aggressive. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, the point I'm making is like this is an aggressive situation. Like, like that's I, not I, what a march looks like. So you can't just say, well, that was just okay, a march. You can't say that, though, because these people are obviously not in their right mind. These people like believe what they believe, but they know that they're in the minority and they know that there's going to be people that are going to be like, dude, really? Why? Why are we still? Why are you still racist? So. Those racist people are, yeah, going to bring guns because they know that what they're saying is not the right. majority they're, they're, of... They know they're going into a dangerous situation, but they're ignorant yeah. enough to think that they're right. 
I don't know. I just think that anybody who really wants to just sort of fight for white rights, like you never, like you don't have rights. Like, I think that's like a death rattle of white white supremacists because this country is like changing colors, and you know, you just everyone accepts that. Like immigrants are all from all over the world are all different colors, and people have always migrated. Humans have always migrated around the world and always gone looking for a better life or a better future for their children. And it's like, it's not something to be afraid of. It's just something to embrace. You get to meet new people. And and so I just think that that was a tipping point. I'm hopeful that that was a tipping point and that the country looked at that. You know, just like when you saw fire hoses during the civil rights movement, when you saw when that was filmed and on television, that's when everybody went, oh, yeah, no, that we that's not okay. Like, I think we all got a good look at who those people are, especially since they weren't wearing masks. And we were just like, yeah, no, not on our watch, not in America. And I think that's the intention of that hashtag. This is not I I don't think it was like denial. I just think the intention of that hashtag was like, I'm raising my hand and just saying, look, I'm for the future. I'm for humanity. I'm for everybody. I'm an American. And that's not who I want to be as an American. That's not who that's not the voice of me and that's not the voice of anyone in my group of friends. So I think everybody can agree with that for sure. Yeah. All right. So what else, what other questions can we help people with? Jabbar, next one. <clears throat> my younger sister is 15 and she is very mean to me. Lately when she sees when she says mean things to me, I've been telling her that it hurts my feelings, but instead of apologizing, she tells me that I'm too sensitive. Should I just try to grow thicker skin and ignore her hurtful comments or should I stand up for myself every time even though it accomplishes nothing? Both. Yeah, a little bit of both for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, mean she's 15, it's so an, she's an idiot right now. Well, it's it's, it's it's really important that you build a thick skin. Like that's going to come in handy no matter what you do in your life. There're going to be people who are going to say things that are going to bother you. The thicker your skin, the better suited you'll be to handle that. On top of that, you should also tell your sister you don't like it. Now, granted, if she's saying mean things, her goal probably is to hurt your feelings. So if you tell her that yeah, she's hurting your feelings, she's probably like getting the confirmation she's seeking and the reaction she wants. Um, I'd have to think a little bit longer to figure out exactly what would be the proper response. But I would definitely say that there is a proper response you can you can find. And I don't know while other people answer it. I'll give it some more thought to see mm. if I can find anything. I wonder how old this person is. Like yeah, how much older? Younger Probably older? like seventeen would yeah. be my guess. Oh, younger. Shoot, she's you stop fine. taking them places. I know she asks you to drive her places. Stop doing yeah, things, your... the basic things for her. She will realize. Oh shit. She's your little sister. Yeah, that's Show the proper response. Boss, <laughs> that's what honestly. it is. That's what it like, is. Like beat her down to a pulp. Well, okay, don't do that. Physically. No, don't know. Also, not with your words. Yes, with your words. You guys are both teenagers. You're both young, and it's just your siblings. So, you know what? Be like, hey, girl, stop it. And then just like, like yell and like be. No, don't yell. Yes. Okay. And then your mom's going to get into it. Your mom's going to get into it, and she's going to be like, Marissa, go to your room. You don't get to. And let me give him your iPhone, and you're going to be like, yeah, that's right. No, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. The, the first part's going to happen. You'd be like, okay, damn, now I lost my iPhone. My sister is still mean to me. My mom's mad at me. And this No, sucks. I'm saying okay, your mom so. is going to sh- see that your 15-year-old daughter, her 15-year-old daughter is being mean and that you're finally no, had enough of it. No, re- for one second. Like, be real. Of course. I'm, of course I that's, am being real. That's, that's really. This is your, okay, I wouldn't say do this to like a person outside of your family, but this is your family member. And if she's younger than you, that's she's the biggest problem feelings, with families is people feel like they can do those things because they're in the same family. You should absolutely maybe talk to your mom about it, and you should definitely stop taking your sister places and stop giving her the privileges that come with being your sister. My brother has done that to me a million times. If I'm mean to him, he doesn't he doesn't do anything mean back to me. It's just when I want stuff from him, he's like, oh, you want something from me? That's right. Okay, I remember what you said earlier, <laughs> yeah. though. So um, 
you do not yell at her. That's not we. Yell at her. We it's do not. Fine. At, we do not condone <laughs> that type sibling. of action. On it's this your show. sibling. That's the problem. That is is all that sibling conflict is caused by the mindset that you can do it because it's your sibling. Whatever. They're also a person. You also have a family. That's yeah, but if she's being mean to her, him. Then like. Make her feel bad, and so she'll stop doing it. Didn't we just address like almost peaceful? Like, didn't we just talk about Charlottesville and like I still think not it's addressing like your hate sibling. I I I still think like a family setting is a little bit different than like it is because you look world. at it like that, and that's like the most toxic family mindset you can have. No, it's not. It is uh, okay. No, I, we I, have, I, me I, and my sister have a great relationship. Me it'd and, be better like, if you didn't we, yell at each other. <laughs> All right, you I, can't argue what maybe maybe because I'm more saner than other people, and I know like how Saner. Montana to be. more sane, more sane. <laughs> not more grammarly. Montana, go sit between the two boys here. <laughs> this is Montana, everybody. And if you go into our backlogs, you can find episodes that include her. No, didn't we get because sadly she, now that she's been to college, she's older and wiser. Yeah, I dropped out of college, but um, talk right into the mic. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to preface this by saying probably. Take my advice with a grain of salt because I don't have siblings, but I used to fight with my parents a lot. And um, you, I think the most effective thing to, if she's being like actively aggressive, call her out. Like, why are you being so aggressive? There's no need for you to be doing this because nobody wants to be called out on the things that they're doing. And you're not saying you're not yelling at her. You're not saying like, oh, I hate you. You did this and blah blah blah. Just ask her. Like, why are you being so aggressive? Why are you acting like this? It's just, it's not called for. And nobody... Yeah. Okay, are we... Am I, am I too close? Oh. Am I too close? No, I was just thinking. I had a thought. <laughs> I was going to say it. Okay. Ryan has thoughts sometimes. Sometimes. At least twice a day. Um, yeah, because nobody wants to be told that they're being the uncool one, being the one who's, like, causing the problem. And she might, like, take a step back and look at herself because... Also, if you call her out on being aggressive, you can't. She can't then be like, "I'm not being aggressive," because then that kind of just proves your point in a very sitcom-y like. Okay, I like way. That. Do All right. that. All right. So here's what I want to say before before we go to the, to Ryan. All right. Uh, and this Wait. is just like this is like the adult like psychological sort of perspective that I just want to throw at you guys and let you respond to it. Like I, I believe that all sibling rivalry is rooted in competition for love and approval from per, the parents. So if they it, it, younger sibling will get into this pattern of like maybe when you were two and four, she was trying to get positive attention and it just was like a no go. So all she ever really learned and it's now become ingrained is how to get negative attention, how to get a rise out of you somehow. And you could be the older sibling where the parents are just like, can you believe Jessica? Isn't Jessica the best? Isn't Jessica the cutest? Like all she ever heard in her early formative baby years was how great you are. And so this is what she just learned how to do to get any kind of rise out of anybody. And so I would say switch it up and just be super nice to her. Just compliment her and say, that was really funny. Or you're really good at music or, you know, uh, your eyelashes are so long or, just something at first she's going to look at you and make a face but then eventually she'll start treating you the way you are treating her yeah just do the golden rule golden rule buddy well i was i was going to say like i am the younger sibling and so when i was 15 my brother was 17 and we're assuming you're 17 um generally and still today when i'm like mean to my brother i'm trying to prove a point there's usually an underlying issue there like what wheezy you addressed is probably like the most central like core like developmental problem but i think like on a more day-to-day level there's usually something that's bothering me and i feel like um at least without thinking super clearly about it i feel like i can 
prove a point if I'm consistent and if I if I get in every little low blow wherever I can, you know, and hit my brother where it hurts the most, then maybe he'll finally get the point. You're like a street fighter, man. <laughs> um, so, so I was just gonna say, like, you know, try and try and see. I'm, I'm personally when I do that, obviously I I think I'm right and I think my brother's wrong. It may be possible that you're also doing something to antagonize her and to bother her. Um, generally, things aren't entirely one-sided. So just try and be a little more aware and understanding of how she might be feeling on the other side. That'll also teach you a lot about how to respond to it. So one of, one of the things I remember most, remember most about being the younger sibling is that this is how my sister would get me. I would be like mean to her or something. And then she would be like one time she was filing her nails and my parents. Okay. She was filing her nails and she was like looking at me and she was like, doing all this and i was like mom see she's filing her nails like like she's all that and i was like bawling <laughs> bawling my eyes out and my mom was like looking at me and like looking at my sister and my sister's like i'm not doing anything and i was like see like and it got to me so bad that i really like for a good month like just didn't try to do anything Aww. to get my sister in trouble because she like made me look like such an idiot oh that's like, funny could you imagine yeah. if your kid goes up to you she's filing her nails like she's all that and i was crying <laughs> if you actually said those words she was. you are my new favorite person she was and she does she won't say it but she like but when my mom wasn't looking she was like <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. hilarious all right josh would you read the next question please yeah or read, because we're running out of time, read any question that sings to you. Oh, great. No, I yeah. I'm just going to start with I'm a 15-year-old girl. Mm. Okay. I don't know what That's it is, but. A <laughs> I'm a 15-year-old girl, and I'm very insecure about my body. I'm very curvy. All my family members are skinny and have nice bodies, so I compare myself to them. All my friends are skinny as well. I just see myself as a fat friend. I eat healthy and exercise. I really need some advice. Mm. Skinny doesn't equal nice body. Mm-mm. That's for one. Yeah, it does. And like sometimes it's just genetics too. I mean, you can eat super healthy and exercise all you want, and it's just, like you sometimes you would have to like go to an extreme or like get a nutritionist to really get to where you want to go just because your genetics are a certain way. But I agree. Like, I think curvy's in. Mm-hmm. I think you have to not look at other people mm. because I know like. I am a skinny girl, but did I was I insecure about my body growing up as well? Yeah, even though people say you don't need to be. Like, we're all insecure, but we have to find a way to think positive about ourselves and not look and say, like, well, I want to be like that girl. Like, no, you have to... You have to just like grow into loving you, and I know that's going to take time. But like, you don't you don't need advice on you know being insecure. Like, just grow into it. Start loving yourself more. Yeah, I think I agree with Tara. I think that definitely like love yourself and love your body. And some people are just predisposed to not be able to be a certain weight or they are a certain weight. And I think that also like in your question, you said I eat healthy and I exercise. Um, maybe look at how to improve your diet or improve your exercising because maybe it's not working currently what you are doing. I know for me, um, I was eating healthy, but I wasn't exercising. So, but the combination of the two has allowed me to start gaining weight. And like my friends who have, um, lost weight in the past, like they weren't, they were exercising, but then they were still going home and eating potato chips. Mm-hmm. So it was like very much, there's a balance of like looking at what you're doing. And, um, I'm not sure exactly what you're doing healthy wise and eating and, um, exercise, but maybe also look at that and see if there's anything that you can tweak or change to make, make re- you reach your goal, not to make 
wrong that you're at the weight you're at, but also just to better yourself. I think also um, there's like a common misconception that eating healthy equals losing weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's like a few different eating salads every day. Well, it's not just that. Like, and again, uh, bottom line, love your body um, and be comfortable with who you are. But if you have a goal and you're doing it for yourself, then it's okay to look at how the best way to accomplish that is. Um, and you know, as far it's like pretty one good way to look at it is almost like fuel for your car. Um, there's the amount of fuel you put in and there's the efficiency of the fuel you put in. So when you put in something like salad, greens, vegetables, things that are natural, you're talking about stuff that's good for you. It's going to improve your mindset. It's going to make you think clearly. It's not going to lug you down mentally, but that doesn't equal losing weight. Losing weight is just a calories in versus calorie out formula. It's literally, are you burning more than you're taking in? And the other so thing if is you like eat pounds of salad every day, you can gain weight. If you eat one Twinkie a day, but that's it, you will lose weight. Like it's that simple. And you can retool it and think about that, but don't overthink it because it's just yeah. one part of life. And like, and if you're only doing it for your appearance, then just think about like, what else about yourself do you love and work on those areas so that you're not so hyper-focused on, you know, feeling like, oh, because I weigh like five more pounds than this next person, I must be the fat friend. You're not the fat friend. You're their friend because they value everything about you. Um, please subscribe to our show if you're enjoying it. You can just hit the subscribe button. You can also hit the thumbs up button if you like our show and share it with your friends. You can give us a call right now at 888-531-7171 and you can talk to any of these bright young people on the panel who are waiting to hear from you. Josh, did you have one more thing to say about body image um yeah i was just going to add on to what ryan was saying like not everything is going to work for everybody so there isn't like a standard health and fitness and diet like for me um i used to just eat healthy and exercise by running but when i finally got like a trainer and like looked at everything in my life like running is the worst thing to do because that's more cardio and it just like um makes you lose water weight and what i'm looking to do is gain mass so what he ended up doing was like change my diet to high proteins and then like move things around and so whatever you are looking to do for yourself like and if you're doing it to just better yourself then um go ahead and do that but appearance wise like wheezy said if you're trying to do it to like make it so you're not the fat friend um work a little bit more on your thoughts first also one thing be, that is going to make you go crazy honestly yeah. also just to add on to what josh was saying be aware of the different types of exercises you're doing um yeah. and we don't have time for me to address all of it but go and look up the difference between aer- aerobic and anaerobic anaerobic exercises consider the difference between high and low intensity cardio yeah. all those different things are going to get you to different places not all exercises created equal and one yeah. good thing that i would i would like to say that that i think is a good idea is like a fitness tracker because it it, it just like um you don't wonder whether or not you're going to brush your teeth. You just brush your teeth every day. It's like just something that you do every day. You take a shower. You don't You don't go, should I? You know, you just do it. So if you have a fitness tracker and you, you say, oh, I'm not going to do this five, five times a week or three times a week. I'm going to finish these rings or I'm going to meet this goal every day, no matter what, unless you're on, on a plane all day. That's like the only time I give myself an exception is if you're on a plane all day. Because Josh, I remember you got like a fitness tracker and you were like, yeah, like I've walked, like you like yeah. walked 300 steps and it was like, I was like, oh, because you just, that was, you're skinny, like you're thin. So you weren't thinking, oh, I should move more. Yeah. And that was an awareness that like, I really only walk from the couch to the kitchen. And so exactly. maybe that's something I need to look into. The whole outdoors awaits you. Is there a question that's singing to anybody? Yes, Katie Michael. I, yeah, oh, I have one. <clears throat> There's a guy at school who legit f- can fight like hell. Oh, I love this. This is our <laughs> I do love yeah. this. His sister was being nosy uh, in me and my friend's conversation. So I was joking around and said, Albert Einstein. I don't understand that, but. Um, he was being then, a smart ass. That's just all you need to right. know. Yeah. 
Then she got mad and called me an asshole. I replied, hashtag comedy, hashtag humor, hashtag triggered. Now her kid. brother wants to fight me. What do I do? You're not going to fight. Do. No, no, no. Cut to. <laughs> wait, wait. You, Seriously. me, flagpole, three o'clock. Dude, <laughs> so like, I, I wouldn't, don't fight. You don't be the instigator, right? But if this guy does actually come up to you, like, kind of be prepared. No, no, no. (laughs) Be prepared to, like, defend yourself, like, and, or run away, whatever you want to do. But, like, don't, don't think that he's just not going to fight you. But here's seriously what you do. You tell your parents, you say, hey, I kind of did this thing that pissed off a girl, and I think his brother wants to fight me. And then you can go up to the principal or your teacher or whatever and show them whatever and say, I did something that pissed somebody off. They want to fight me. Can you not? Don't don't let them know that I told you, but kind of just be aware that that might happen. And then the teachers will watch that person for you and be a little bit of a bodyguard. I literally went through this. Now, my dad was like, don't instigate anything. But if anything happens, best defend yourself. You know what I mean? So, like, be ready. If he comes up to you, be ready to, like, don't let yourself get beat up. Either run away or, like, fight back. You know what I mean? But um, seriously, tell your teachers and your parents because those are the only people that help can help you. Or Don't yeah. be afraid to like be a snitch. Just t- just tell them to not tell everybody that you were the snitch. Well, also, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, also like be careful. Like I have a friend who's like built to Krav Maga, good shape, and he just pretty much got like jumped at a party because uh, there were people at his house who weren't supposed to be there. He told them to leave, and he was in the ER. Like you need to be careful with people who can yeah. actually fight. Well, like yeah. they can mess you up, and That's it wasn't. I said, run. It was exactly it's like I'm just I'm not trying to scare you, but you have to be real with yourself. Like. If you think that someone could hurt you, you have to do whatever you can to protect yourself. Talk to the principal. Make sure that you don't get in the situation because if you get in that situation, you don't you don't want to be in that situation. Like there and there, I, there are some people out there that be like, "I'm gonna fight you," and you're like, "You're not gonna fight me." And then don't worry if you think that they're whatever. If right. they're just bluffing, like call their bluff. But if it's someone who you think is actually gonna hurt you, you definitely need to take the don't precautions. Don't take it. Yeah, don't take because it because if they if they fight you, like maybe they're maybe you might get jumped. They're all their friend groups are gonna fight you, or it might go like further than that. And they might bully you in a way that becomes hurtful, harmful. Like they might not physically hurt you, but bully you to where you get harmed or something. So you ca- you got to take it seriously for sure. What you got, Monta- Montana? Montana. Man, Montana. Montana. There's actually a guy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a way? Try and move it at all. Just deal with it. Just like stranglehold. Watch this. Watch this. Is there? Oh, should I take it out? Nope. Oh. There oh, perfect. Go. Perfect. Um. God, what, what, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> First point I want to address. Are, are kids saying hashtag and then other... Are you, they using the hashtag in the real no, life No, I think now? he just said it because he's smart and funny. He just said it. Oh, is it. this a guy? He no, said, I replied, hashtag comedy. Hashtag, like, in other words, when he said the Einstein thing, it was a joke and nobody was supposed to get all excited. And so he mm-hmm. said, hashtag comedy, hashtag humor, hashtag triggered. Like, I say hashtag as a verb, an adjective, a noun all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, he was just I'm saying it. i of it. So I think this guy is saying, like, right. hashtag, you know, being very, 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 uh... Someone was being nosy. Snarky and then, about yeah. it. Okay. All right, Albert Einstein. Yeah. Hashtag, right. like, sarca- sarcasm. Hashtag, you know, probably did a like, little bit of that, too. Usually when someone says Albert Einstein, it is sarcasm. Like, do you think you're a genius? You know, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, second point I was going to make. I agree with Ryan because, um... I think that, like, well, I mean, I thought this was a girl at first, so I was going to be like, yeah, he's not going to jump you. Like, who's going to... No, it's a guy. He, okay, so... We know him. Quite possibly. He's, he's called the show. Okay. Um, yeah, in that case, I would say just do whatever you can to make sure that you're okay. Like, if you think that you can't win a fight with this guy and he's going to fight you, 
either learn how to take one really good punch and then stay down. <laughs> no, it's a good no. Montana's fighting tips. Do not do that. <laughs> Play dead. You run. If you don't think you People can... People do not stop just because no. you hit the ground. Yeah, if you, if you don't think that you can actually defend yourself... Run! No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Make sure that you're no, good. Yeah, if not, if you, you said you said take a punch and play dead. No, no, no. He's not gonna <laughs> over something this little. I don't think he's gonna like kill you. That being said, he he'll be there. He'll you. be there like nursing so, his knuckles while yeah. you kind of crawl away. <laughs> no, because in the end, make sure you do whatever you need to do. Like get out of the fight somehow. People are gonna call you like, oh, I can't believe he. Um, how do you say that without using? the word like bitched out wussed oh wussed out or something like yeah that. like wussed out yeah well okay <laughs> how do you say bitched out without without saying, saying bitch um, <laughs> just so find a way everybody to get out of it, for basically. a while or he's gonna be like oh he bitched out of the fight but like you would not even hear that if you're dead so like way <laughs> montana way wisdom your fights Mont- all yeah. right i have a question for you guys all right, so because I because as a as a female, I never felt challenged to a fight ever really? uh, in my whole childhood. Right, so it, so she's like, so let me tell you. All right, <laughs> I was really sarcastic. Or I hung people. at yeah because you yelled at your sister and that caused a lot that you know that got. No, I'm saying like can I just, wait? No, before I before I throw to you, Tara, yeah, and you're next. Sorry. Um, sorry, it, sorry, sorry. What would happen if he said, "Listen, I know I can be a wise guy, but and I apologize for that, but I don't want to fight you." You no, know what? That might you know. He probably no, wouldn't fight him. That might that might actually work. Uh, try it. Snacks. You know what? Actually, go on social media and say I'm sorry. That could totally work. Or say it in person. Like I, he, you're not. He's not just. You're not going to be walking through the school halls. He's not going to sucker punch. Because okay. it's like the one on one version okay, so of diplomacy. Go up to the sister first and say I'm really sorry, and then Oda. go up to the okay, okay, so Oda. Oda. Tara, 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 Tara really, really wants to next. Being lazy, ask this question to the panel, and she's next. No, I'm fine because like when I wanted to chime in, it was about like what we were exactly talking about, and then when the no, no, keep going. No, well, when the discussion changes, like I can't. I was. I was just going to say that in high school, there were people that wanted to fight me. There were threats, like, written on shit, and, like, people knew about it. And then finally the girl actually came up in the gym before class, slapped me, got suspended. <gasps> never, no one tried to mess with me again because she got suspended. All the teachers saw. Ooh, yeah. She just that happened? Me. Yeah. Wow. And it was literally, like, I guess I accidentally, like, ran into her in the halls and I forgot to say excuse me or something. Well, I know I said excuse me because I'm, I don't, like, not say that. If right. I, like, accidentally hit someone, it's just a reason flex and so that's the whole entire reason why her and her whole little posse wanted to get at me and i was like all right fine like what are you gonna do you're gonna slap me slap me she slapped me she got suspended. <laughs> see that bothers me so wow. much no, not so that she true. got suspended like good that she did but okay when i this i'm sorry this story just has to when i, I talk a lot no surprise there right and i was in spanish class uh in my junior year and uh this girl who wasn't very fond of me was like ryan stop talking our teacher left the room we were doing like independent work She's like, Ryan, stop talking. And I was like, I'm not even talking to you. Like, I'm across the room. I'm not being that loud. She's like, if you keep talking, I'm going to go over there and, sla- and slap you. I was like, whatever. So I kept talking. She came over, like, just stood in front of me. And I looked up. And as hard as she could, she just, like, backhanded me across the <laughs> face. Right? Hard as she could. And I just sat there. And I was just like, I just was kind of stunned. Right? My teacher comes back. I told her. My teacher laughed. That's it. 
because but right. because it was a girl slapping a guy she just wow. laughed if i if i had stood up and slapped her back i would have been expelled well i didn't slap back and because i didn't slap back i didn't get expelled well, well neither did i and, no but, but she didn't even but the teacher gotten, laughed at it well she that's gotten. when something should have been done because that is sexist. the thing is, yeah, is that if is. the person the person that starts the fight well in my school the person that starts the fight always was the one that get in trouble anyway so as long as you don't instigate anything y'all gonna be fine should have gotten out the brass knuckles jabbar retaliation jabbar you guys would never believe this but i'm actually i've been in a lot of fights in my life yes i have no have you won Um, always always (laughs) um the first fight not the first fight but one of (laughs) my older oldest fights i didn't fight since i was like in eighth grade but still um that was a time when I knew I knew how to fight, but I never really, I don't know, really fought someone like that. Um, but I have an older brother who just always fought me, and I used to get beat up, but I learned how to fight from that. So at this point, everyone, not everyone, but some people targeted me um, because, I don't, I don't know, various reasons. But too cool. um, I realized the guy who I thought could fight the best in the school wanted to fight me. You know, I avoided him as much as possible because I was scared as hell. But um, he finally found me um, after school, and I found out that he was actually not the best fighting fighter in school. <laughs> I was. Wow! You just put on a face. And um, maybe that's a realization. If that did happen, you realize you know how to fight. And I think we got like way off track, but not <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, like, like, you, you fought him. You fought him. Yes, safe I did. Place, so so I what? Did. What happened? Like, how many blows talk. were exchanged? Did he go down? Like. Um, play by play. I played football all my life. Right. So I knew how to take him down <laughs> the right way and then start beating his ass. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. He didn't do anything. He was just a street fighter. Street fighters know how to fight, but they don't know how to technically fight. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes well, sense. Well, they know how to yes, fight other street fighters. Like, if you're both just swinging, like, someone's going to get hit. Well, and, like, whoever can just, take the most punches is going to win. But if you're actually, like, is, being technical about it, you're trying to take him down. Like, there's no I think his point yeah. is that, like, this guy could be a total phony. But can, but yeah. back to my question: it, Can don't, don't you use though. diplomacy to avoid a fight? Yes. I think you should try. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Can't hurt. But I also take to that. Sorry to stay on this question for so long. <laughs> but um, I did that. Try to do that with my dad before. My dad was like, "All right, we going to school the next day. Blah blah blah. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this." And I was like, "Do I want all of that attention dad, at school? Really? Yeah. He was like ready to go down to school, not fight the kid, but uh-huh. like go to the principals, go to teachers. Okay, and got see it, got it. Like, do yeah. I want that to be my name? My yeah. dad had to come to school, right? Don't have your so maybe dad you would have." No, anyone. Like, do you want that name to no, be I, like, he came, your dad, mom, I think, aunt came to school and defended you? No, I think Weezy's literally that. saying go up to the kid himself and just say, yeah. listen, I'm sorry, I don't want any trouble. Like That's, that's what I mean by diplomacy, Jabbar. I don't mean your dad or any oh. parental figures. I mean you walking up to the kid and saying, look, I know we've got beef, but can we just, uh, I'm, I apologize if I offended you. Um, I don't. I don't want to fight you. You know, like, just yeah, simply you know say what? I don't want to fight you. Just hopefully you will do it. Like, hopefully you can try. It will work. But like, odds are maybe it won't. And they're gonna still just be ignorant and say no. I still want to fight you because that's what happens when you're teenagers and kids. So yeah. yeah, you can say like I'm not gonna fight you, but there will be sanctions. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <Put> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you will not be getting my lunch money. I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan has a call. Uh, so are we out of time? I want to thank everyone for being here. I want to thank everybody in the booth, Matt, Thomas, Drew, Montana, for jumping onto the couch, and all the panel. Please subscribe to our wonderful program, and we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Meow, 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 me